Welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 12 of Family Ties. This episode is titled Help Wanted, and it originally aired on December 6th, 1984. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hey, friend. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad I remembered how to open the show since it's been a few weeks. You know? Oh, you, you crushed it. You did an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of my gifts, just remembering <laughs> how to say the words in the right order, you know. Yes, and being consistent. That's the important yeah. part. Well, otherwise it just doesn't click right in my brain, and then it, it irritates me, so. Yep, it feels off, huh? <laughs> yeah, it does, absolutely. Well, we'll see. Well, welcome back to the show. Yes. Super excited. This was a great episode. Super fun. It was. It's a good one to come back on. We had spring break. You had like great trips. I had yes. a great trip. Yes. And we kind of took a while to like sink back up again and here we are. Yeah. Well, it's cuz I should have gone when you left, but unfortunately we couldn't make that work. So Yeah. Yeah, so we literally left the day after my son finished his last football game and we flew out the next morning. You guys, you and your football schedule, it's amazing you got a chance to even go anywhere. I know. Well, they, <laughs> we just took the kids out of school. And I've always been kind of like, no, never take the kids out of school. You know, school's important. And this year I'm just like, these teachers are doing a great job. They're giving it their all. I just can't right now. Like, <laughs> we got an opportunity to go. We're going to go. I think sometimes you just got to do that. Yes. It's life I mean, experience. They're going to learn a lot wherever you go, you know. Exactly. Let's just hope that their grades uh, this semester aren't as terrible as they, they're looking right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, they'll bounce back. Yeah, they're resilient. <laughs> they, they are. They are. They'll bounce too, I think. I heard yeah, that somewhere. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You made of rubber, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back. Yeah, so, I mean, this probably has thrown off our schedule a bit, since now we're doing a show that was airing in December, but, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll squeeze it back together. I don't know, we may be doing this one through the summer. We like to keep it, you know, loose yeah, and casual, well, so it's good. I have no more vacations coming up until uh, October, so, and that's only going to be like a, a long weekend. Well, I hate to tell you this. But we may be actually going on a bit of a summer vacation, although not near as long as we normally have done. Oh, okay. So you're not going to be gone all summer? No, just it's actually like just shy of three weeks. Nice, twenty days, which that is great. Awesome. Um, and uh, but that's not until July, so you know. Oh, okay. We got some time. We got yeah. some time here. So we have all of June. All yeah. But one way or another, we're we're back on track. We got some good episodes. We had a great episode this week to talk about here. Oh, incredible. So, we should dive right in. Let's All do right. it. Yeah, what happened? Well, let's see. This episode, this is a fun one. We're still in the uh, you know lead up to Baby Keaton arriving. And uh, we've got another episode where Elise is nowhere to be found. She's upstairs, I think, the whole episode. Yeah, she's real tired. She's resting. She's got a lot of stuff going on, which we'll get to. But we open up, and uh, we've got Steven and Alex, and they are doing some interviews to hire a new housekeeper. They're looking to hire a housekeeper to help out with the new baby and a little bit of cleaning. 
and uh, cooking and that kind of thing, some shopping just to help the family out, especially while Elise is, again, bedridden, which it seems to be she goes in and out of that a lot during this pregnancy. So. Right. Yeah, sometimes she can drive or fly, and other times she can't get up, <laughs> go downstairs. Right. She can't come downstairs <laughs> in the kitchen. So we uh, the first interview uh, right off the bat is a familiar face to anyone who's a fan of the Goonies. Ma Fratelli herself is there right. uh, interviewing, and she's great. Um, she, we'll, we'll go through and talk a little bit more about the actress when we get to our guest stars, but um, she's obviously a terrible candidate. She talks about how children have germs and germs spread disease and <laughs> disease, you know, is what makes us all say anyway. She's, she tells him that he doesn't, she tells Steven he's not going to pay enough and that he can either pay her more or get rid of one of his kids. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fantastic. Uh, that was one of and, my all-time uh, favorites. Oh my gosh, she's such a hilarious actress, and she always. A lot of times, she'll just do little bit stuff in a movie or a show, and it's it's always like a highlight. So yep, she oh, was fantastic. It was perfect. So then the next uh, person that comes in is a guy, and he I can't remember what his name is. I have it written down later on here because we wind up seeing him a little bit throughout. His name is Max Schneider. Um, is the character, and he's kind of like a typical uh, sort of like Italian tough guy. Like, you kind of got the idea that his previous job was probably something in the mob, and and he's now applying to be a housekeeper. And <laughs> whatever right. Stephen asks him, yeah, and, and a nanny, yeah. Do you have any... <laughs> you know, I'm great with kids. And a nanny. You know, I mean, he's just very, like, Alex is a little scared of him. He's a little rough, and he winds up not getting the job. They said, we'll give you a call. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't work out. Yeah. And Steven's so tired that he decides he's going to go upstairs and uh, check on Elise. And, you know, he tells Alex, if anyone else comes in, you can kind of, you know, give them the the questions and kind of screen them, see if there's any other good candidates. And the next person that walks in is Gina Davis. Yes. That's right. Oh, I love Gina Davis. She's she's so great in this. And it's really fun because Gina Davis is really tall and and Michael J. Fox is very short. And there's so right. some great <laughs> juxtaposition of the two of them together. And oh. Alex is immediately smitten. He's he just obviously is in love. And he starts to do this little interview with her, and he's bumbling through it. He asks her, like, does she have any experience? And she's like, no. Can you uh, can you cook? No. Do you have any references? No. And he's like, that's great. You're hired. <laughs> and the Keatons now have a new housekeeper slash nanny. <laughs> oh, and she was amazing. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, the next day, everyone's like, you know, Steven's upset with Alex because he hired this girl without consulting with him. And the girls, uh, Mallory and Jennifer, are like, oh, who's this girl? And and I hope you know, hire some ugly girl. And, and Alex is like, you guys shouldn't be so shallow about, what you know, looks and everything. And then Gina Davis walks in, and he's, again, just spawning over her. He can't find the words to even talk to her. <laughs> and she she's so goofy in this too. Like her character is like like real dopey. Like doesn't know how to do yeah, anything. Ditzy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she immediately like confesses to the fact that she has no experience whatsoever. Alex had kind of led Stephen to believe that she was a great candidate, but she's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and so um, we uh, she starts. She kind of starts into the job. Uh, first, one of the first things that she has to do is uh, is cook for Elise. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> Stephen's like, yeah, can you make, you can, this would be a great place to start. You can make a little food for her. And she's like, oh, what does she want to eat? And he says she likes eggs. And she asks, how does he, she like the eggs? And he says, boiled. And so she immediately starts cracking an egg into a bowl. And then she's like, wait, that's not right, is it? And then she tries to pour the egg back into the eggshell. And then <laughs> and she's like, oh, this isn't working. I need to, like, tape it up. And then Steven says, oh, no, she doesn't like them taped. <laughs> Right? Oh. oh my gosh. That was incredible. There's just so so many great sequences. Anyway, she winds up dumping the eggs on the ground, and then everything from there on is chaos. She is breaking things. She's knocking over stuff. She's breaking china. They have a wobbly kitchen table, and the next day she uh, spends all day fixing it and brings it back in, and it's now like <laughs> the, like ankle height, you know? <laughs> yeah, back in the same it's about spot. ten inches off the floor, <laughs> yeah. and it's still wobbly. And it's Did still you yes, it's still wobbly. She couldn't even <laughs> fix the wobble after all no. of that. So it's becoming very apparent that she's terrible at this job. Um, oh, they talk. Another one is that she Stephen said, "Oh, I, I need some ice or something." And the fridge, the freezer wasn't working. The ice maker wasn't working. And Alex says, "Oh, I think I think Karen fixed it." And uh, Karen's Gina Davis's character, and, and and Steven's like, great, and he opens the freezer, and just like tons of ice dumps out all over the floor, and he just kind of keeps going on, closes the door, and continues the conversation. <laughs> he grabs a couple cubes for his cup, and cups. then moves on. And then he go, eventually goes over to the sink and turns that on, and the sink's spraying in all directions. And finally, oh. they come to the point where they have to acknowledge that this is not working out. Karen is not a good housekeeper. She's terrible at it. And the plan that they come up with to to let her down, because you know the girls are upset. They don't want to let her go. They love her. She's really sweet with them. Alex doesn't want to let her go because he's in love with her. And Stephen just <laughs> exactly. feels bad about the whole thing. And so the plan they come up with is Stephen and Alex are going to take her out to dinner to then fire her after they have a nice dinner or during the nice dinner. Yes. <laughs> so we wind up uh, back at our same restaurant that we've had, our kind of mm-hmm. Italian restaurant we've been at a number of times. Yep, <laughs> pizza, Italian, miscellaneous. Yes. And um, Karen winds up saying, like, you know, this just really isn't working out. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at this job. And Stephen feels bad. And so he's like, no, please don't leave. And then realizes what he's saying. Like, oh, my gosh, this is right? what I wanted. And then he's asking her to come back. She winds up leaving. Oh, and of course, the the uh, the guy who applied earlier is their waiter now. And there's a great little yep. bit with him. Um, <laughs> so she winds up storming out. And Stephen and Alex come home. And they break the bad news to the girls. And then Karen comes home. Or winds up showing up. And she's like, you know, I thought about what you said. And I don't want to run away from this. I don't want to give up on another job. I'll stay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> which is... Terrible news because they were trying to get exactly the opposite result. And right. uh, finally, at the end, she's like, oh, you know what? I ruined your dinner. I'm going to make it up to you. What does everyone want for dinner? And uh, the whole family runs and covers up the stove and the sink and <laughs> says, no! And then it freezes on freeze frame on Karen and the family. Yep. And that's our episode. Sha-la-la-la! Well, I can't wait to see what Karen does next. Oh my she gosh. is just full of wacky antics. Yes. She was so funny. It was a really, really funny, like, laugh-out-loud episode. Oh, yeah. The jokes per minute were multiple jokes a minute. Yes. And such a great, like, guest cast lineup there. Oh, perfect. And I feel like this was probably one of my all-time favorite Steven episodes, too, so far. Yeah. Um, 
just his deadpan looks, um, like when he was telling her to stay. <laughs> and then he stops and he looks and then he looks over at Alex and he's like, what am I saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. His facial facial expressions were incredible. Absolutely. And some great physical comedy, too. Just like, again, walking past the ice that's dumped out, just without missing a beat. It's just perfectly timed. I love it. Oh, he's so great. I never appreciated how wonderful he is. Well, it really feels like in this show that the longer it goes on, the more everyone has kind of just developed their comedic timing, their acting chops. It just keeps getting better. Yes. And I don't know how Gina Davis is there, and she is doing half the wacky things she's doing, uh, and she she never breaks character. No. She doesn't laugh. Her eye, I mean, like, she's just like, oh, sorry. Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she broke all her china. Oh, yeah. man. She tossed a salad all over him oh, at the tiny yeah, table. Right. <laughs> it's working she, out great. She never stops. No. It's amazing. No, she, oh, she has this best. great kind of like dopey grin that she just has the whole time. It's really, it's just perfect. So perfect. Well, speaking of Gina Davis, let's let's run through our guest stars real quick because we, we got to talk about this. Yeah, there was quite a few. I mean, of course, I'm sure lots of people have heard of Gina Davis, but just in case... Gina plays Karen Nicholson, and uh, let's just talk about some highlights, because everyone knows Gina Davis. But sure. before we get into her actual credits, you pointed out a really interesting uh, little connection there between her and some of the co-stars, and I think you need to, to explain this to us here. How does this work? So I got a phone call from a friend, and he's also uh, one of our manufacturing partners for my job, Dave Diller, so shout out Dave Diller. And we started talking, and he just said, oh, you know, Gina Davis is going to be on. And I said, what? And he goes, yeah, Gina Davis is on an episode. And so we started talking about it a little bit, and he goes, you know, that whole cast has really got kind of, you know, they're intertwined with each other through the years. And I said, well, okay. You know, so he started talking about it, and he goes, well, Michael Gross was in Tremors, and that's about like a sandworm kind of thing. And then Gina Davis did Beetlejuice, and that's got sandworms. Yeah. And then the big one is that Gina Davis was in Stuart Little and Michael J. Fox plays her son in that movie. So it's like a full circle. It is. And he's like, you know, I I don't remember. I know she's coming up soon. But, uh, you know, then turns out he Googled it as we were talking. And he's like, oh, she's in the very next episode. (laughs) Well, thank you, Dave, for for that info. That's awesome. Yep. And it's super fun. And I've been holding on to this note now for like a month and a half. So, (laughs) Well, I'm sorry we didn't get to it sooner. It probably should have been like only a week or two. But, you know. (laughs) Well, you know, next time. That's right. Next time we'll go faster. Well, interestingly enough, she has not, like, done a whole lot recently. She only has 52 acting credits. Really? Yeah. Like, it's not a ton. But, I mean, she's had... The stuff she has done is very high profile. Uh, such things as The Long Kiss Goodnight, Cutthroat Island, A League of Their Own, Thelma and Louise, Quick Change, Earth Girls Are Easy, Beetlejuice, The Fly, Transylvania 65000, Remington Steel, and the most important thing outside of Family Ties, she's in Fletch. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fletch. Now, one of your assignments at one point was to watch Fletch Lives, I believe. Yes, and I found it on one of the streaming services, and I started it, and then I fell asleep. Well, that's a start, though. That's good. Yeah. She's not in Fletch Lives, but still. I think it was on Peacock. That means you have to watch it with commercials, or did you guys get it? 
so it's funny because it's supposed to have commercials, but you'll end up going like, you know, if it's an hour long episode, you'll go 42 minutes and then they'll have commercials and then you'll have like two minutes of the show left and that's it. So it's kind of weird. Like we watched E.T. with the kids and there was no commercials. Huh. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. It's free. So we signed up for free. I guess there's a few shows, though, that you have to end up subscribing and paying in order to watch. Like a Girls 5 Eva or something I just heard about. So like their new stuff, probably. Yeah. So I don't know if like their Saved by the Bell reboot is one of those shows you got to pay for or what. I don't know. Hmm. So maybe somebody can write in and tell yeah, us about it. Help because us out I don't, here. How does the peacock work? I'm not real good at details. <laughs> well, but um, if you get a chance, I still recommend Fletch Lives. Just just as a reminder. Well, I will watch it. Okay. However, soon this is the first of two appearances of Gina Davis on Family Ties. Oh, please is, tell me she comes back as Karen. Yes, we have not seen the last of Karen Nicholson. She is going to come back for one more episode. How long do we have to wait, though? I mean, I guess it's not a huge spoiler to tell you it's the next episode. Yay! Yeah, we got two episodes in a <laughs> row with her. I don't know how much. I don't know if she's just in it for a bit. I can't remember, but she is in the next episode. So, oh, that's super exciting. Yeah. So that she's great, and I can't wait to so, see. So, what would you say is your favorite uh, Gina movie? Well, I mean, it's probably Fletch. I, I would have to okay. say, yeah. So mine is Long Kiss Goodnight. That is a great movie. It is fantastic. Samuel Jackson, I, I I love it. It's great. I think Cutthroat Island is underappreciated, too. I realize that it had a box office issue, but I think I enjoyed that a lot uh, as a kid. So I don't remember it very much. So I'm, That's the pirate one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I saw it, but I don't remember it enough to say, you know, yay or nay. Well, it has been a while since I've watched it, to be fair, but I remember enjoying it a great deal. So um, that's all that matters. Yeah. I also she had a TV show that she did for a while too, like uh, yeah. Madam President or something. Or yeah, um, something. I think it's Commander in Chief. I think it was called. Oh, that yeah, that sounds. I right. think that was it. Something like that. Yeah, she she has done quite a bit, but still, like compared to some of the other stuff, you know, I mean, for someone who's been around Hollywood as long as she has. She's been very selective about her stuff, which is probably a good thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, because she was in Beetlejuice, which is another of my favorites. Uh, are they making the remake still or not? I don't know. I feel like we heard they were going to, and then, you know, COVID happened. Yeah, I've, I've lost track of so many. Janelle and I were just watching some movie trailers today, because we're like, I think movies are coming out again. Like, oh, we gotta start, isn't that the best? we got to like, keep track of what's happening now. There's all these trailers for trailers. movies I had no idea that were coming out now. Ooh, anything that you were excited about? Well, the new Marvel trailer for The Eternals just dropped, and that's interesting. Ooh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I think it just came out this morning. So, oh, okay. It's it's that's pretty. I haven't fresh. been on any social medias or anything today either. So, and I didn't know a ton about The Eternals. I kind of like did a little reading up to just kind of catch up, but it's it's an interesting storyline. So. And it's Angelina okay. Jolie is like the one of the main people in it, so it yeah, be cool. It looks like a pretty great cast. I mean, they got quite a few uh, big name actors yeah. and actresses. And Kumail so. Nanjiani is in it, and he's always funny. Well, and he's buff too. Yeah, now he's like superhero buff. It's crazy. Yeah, so that's incredible. He's incredible buff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think. I think, oh, well, and the other funny thing is then there's a bunch of movies that were supposed to have come out over the last year 
that didn't, and that are now getting new release dates. So we were like rewatching trailers for stuff that we'd seen before, but then never came out. So yeah, and, uh, Black Widow is coming out in July. Yeah, I think, right. Yeah. So yeah, and then that Morbius movie. Yeah, I think that's. I don't know. I I can't remember when, but that's soon too. Yeah, I remember watching the trailer though, and not really being overwhelmed by it. Is that is that the one Jared Leto is in? Yes. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. The living vampire. At, at, for right now, like in the idea of any new movies is really like awesome to me. So. <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty exciting time, huh? It's almost like when you uh, remember watching movies as a kid yeah. and you were like paying attention. Exactly. It's 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 kind of like a fresh <laughs> new experience. You took it for we took it for granted for so long, you know. <laughs> we did. We did. Movies are the heroes that we don't deserve, yeah. but we need. <laughs> <laughs> I also do love Quick Chains that Gina Davis was in with Bill Murray. Did you ever see that? I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. Bill Murray actually directed. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he only directed one movie, and it was that. And it's really, really good. Um, huh. So that's another one that I like. Also, Earth Girls Are Easy is Jeff Goldblum and and Jim Carrey in a movie with her. And that one's... Oh, that's right. I forgot that's about a good, Jim Carrey in that. Yeah. Oh, and then they did the fly together, uh, her and Jeff Goldblum. Right, and then Transylvania 65000 also had Jim Carrey again. Oh, okay. So, so she worked with a few people a couple yeah. times. Anyway. Nice. Gina Davis is great, so that, that yeah, was a treat. she is great. Yeah. Well, next... I can't wait to see what she does next. I know. Well, she does have a new uh, thing coming out. I didn't write down what it was, but she does have a new production, so she's not, like, totally off the radar, but she does seem to take things less frequently now, so... Gotcha. That makes sense. So up next, we have Max Schneider, uh, the character Max Schneider, played by Robert Costanzo. Um, This is like the kind of Italian mob type of caricature that we had here, this guy. Yeah, super familiar face, too. He's done a ton of stuff through the years. 287 acting credits uh, under his belt, which is crazy. Uh, Obviously not not going to go through all of those, but here's some uh, highlights. Um, like the top 281, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we'll cut out a okay. few. We'll trim the fat. <laughs> uh, he, on Friends, he is Joey Tribbiani's dad. And he also oh. carried over to an episode of the Joey spinoff. So um, he did that. He did such shows as The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Diagnosis Murder, um, Night Court, Police Squad with Leslie Nielsen. Um, okay. And then movies-wise, he was in City Slickers, Die Hard 2, Dick Tracy, Total Recall. I mean, he's been in everything. And a lot of them are smaller roles, you know, Bodyguard or whatever. But he's just been around. He was the co-worker when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Total Recall was, like, yeah. he was doing the jackhammer in the street. See, he's like, that, he's like one of those that guys where he's just everywhere. That's why yeah, you recognize him because right. he's in everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. And here's what's interesting. This is his first appearance in Family Ties of five. Oh, but all five, five char- all five uh, roles are different characters. Huh. So we'll, okay. we'll see him again, but uh, not as the same guy. <laughs> all right. Well, how long do we have to wait before we get to see him again? It's not. It's a couple years down the line. It's two years later oh, that we see him again. Okay. 
So we'll, we'll, I'm sure in a couple years when we get to him, we'll go, oh, yeah. Remember when we saw him back then with the Gina Davis thing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll be uh, the preschool teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then finally, we had Ann Ramsey, um, who is Mrs. Warfield, also most famously probably known as Mama Fratelli. Um, yes. From the Goonies. And as we've pointed out before, this is our second. Goonies actor uh, appearance. We had Chunk not too long ago, and uh, we have more Goonies people uh, coming up, so keep an eye out for your Goonies radar. But uh, Anne Ramsey's great. She's in a lot of stuff. Um, She has more credits, or had more credits than than Gina Davis. She had 63 credits. Um, Oh, okay. Including Scrooge, Throw Mama from the Train. She also did a Night Court, Hill Street Blues... And, uh, of course, The Goonies. This is her only episode of Family Ties, though. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Her voice is just perfect. Oh, it's, it's great. The perfect gravel. The way she can convey, you know, that kind of feeling and emotion. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever <laughs> watch... Don't pay me more. <laughs> did you ever see Throw Mama from the Train? I did, but it's been so long oh. ago, I don't really remember much about it anymore. So good. Danny DeVito and... It's it's basically like sort of a meta remake of Alfred Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train. Oh, okay. And in the movie, like he watches the movie of Strangers on a Train and decides because he hates his mom, he wants to get rid of her in the same way that it happened in Strangers on a Train. And so he finds a guy to reenact the movie, basically. So it's like a movie in a movie. It's really, really good. <laughs> I'll have to check that because I don't remember that at all. Oh yeah, it's really it's it's a really good movie, and she's great in it. So where does uh, that movie fall in your uh, top Alfred Hitchcock movies? Ooh, that is interesting. That's that's a tough long decision. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I do, sounds like a good top five for your other podcast. Oh it, yeah, but I don't know if I could get it down to top five. I don't think that one's like top five for me, but it might be top ten. Um, okay. You know, or at least top 15. <laughs> and how many movies did uh, Hitchcock make? 63. Like 20. Oh, 63. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the number varies a bit because there's a couple lost things that he directed. But 63 about uh, main features, something in there. So. All right. Well, I guess trying to narrow down uh, top five would be very difficult it's with uh, 63 choices. Because I like just about everything he ever directed a lot. So. What's the one that you hate the most, though? <sighs> well, I mean, there's some that are just kind of blah. Like, um, it, it's kind of it's kind of sad, but the wrong man. I don't know if you ever seen that one. Mm-mm. Uh, it's I think it's Peter Fonda. No, what's that older Fonda? Jack. Jack Fonda. What's the dad Fonda? Oh, um, it's one of the Fonda. Papa. Papa Fonda. Papa Fonda. Papa Fonda's in it. Um, I can't think <laughs> off the top of my head, but he uh, he basically he gets like you know it's one of the mistaken identity when he gets arrested for a crime he didn't commit, except that it was like it's like an insurance fraud. It's very like low stakes, you know, white collar, you know, just very. It's dull it, compared to okay. all the other stuff. It's just dull. It's not bad, and there's some good performances, but. I, I find myself going back to that a lot less than others. It's more like okay. an episode of Dragnet stretched out to a whole movie length, and it's 
Oh. You know. It's, so it's too long. It's not bad, but it's more of like a TV episode's worth of story stretched out to a movie length. So, gotcha. That's, Hen- Henry Fonda, by the Henry way. Fonda. Henry. There you go. Yes. I knew it was one of those Fonda boys. <laughs> right? Yeah. I heard you were kind of fond of them. I, I, I am. They, they've done good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, some things never change. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the final two things I have to point out here that Anne Ramsey did before she did Family Ties. Um, first of all, she was in the made-for-TV movie The Boy in the Plastic Bubble with John Travolta. <laughs> nice. Have you ever watched this? Are you familiar with this at all? No, Are not at serious? all. Are you serious? Oh, my I feel God. like we've talked about this, though. It's very possible. So it was made in 1976, I believe. And... Um, it's this made-for-TV movie. It's about, I mean, at the time, I don't think they even, like, had the words for it, but it's this boy who has, like, a severe autoimmune disorder, and he can't be exposed to air, uh, to, you know, to any germs, because his body can't fight him off and he'll die of infection. So he's raised inside, like, a plastic, you know, bubble in his parents' house, and he's not, never allowed to go out. And eventually they make this, like, kind of spacesuit type of thing that he can walk around and go to school in and... Um, it's it's just it's very much like a made for TV movie, but because it starred John Travolta, it got a lot more attention, you know. Sure. So he was the first Bubble Boy. He's a Bubble Boy, yeah. I mean, that's where it came from. <laughs> so then, in uh, much later years, um, the Mary Catherine Gallagher movie Superstar with uh, Molly Shannon. Oh yeah. She yes. works at a video store, and her favorite movie is The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, and it shows her like. When she gets the re- tapes to rewind at the video store, she'll sit and watch The Boy in the Plastic Bubble. And then the guy comes in that also likes it, and that's how they like start to date or whatever, because they both <laughs> like Boy in the Plastic Bubble. So not only that, there's a great like modern reference to it as well. Well played by them. Yes. And finally, <laughs> in 1976, she did an episode of a show called Del Vecchio. Oh. Yeah. So, What's that all about? I think it was like a, a crime, you know, cop drama. I think Del Vecchio is the name of like the detective, if I remember correctly. I've seen it. I've seen the name okay. pop up here and there, but just had to give my last name a shout out. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, she's, she's fantastic. Great. She passed away though, like quite yeah, a while ago, I think right? it was like early nineties, probably something like that. So. Gotcha. But uh, that's our guest stars, and it was what a group of guest stars it was. Sha-la-la-la. Any uh, any great jokes, quotes, anything that we've got to discuss here from this episode? You had already mentioned quite a few of the ones that I thought were so funny, but one of the ones that really made me laugh is when um, Schneider, when he was doing the interview process, they said, oh, can you cook? And he goes, can I cook? Julia Child's <laughs> yeah, my <that's> aunt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then, have you ever been to prison? You know, just all standard right. questions, you know. <laughs> Nothing weird here. And he's like, ah, have I been to prison? Yeah, six years. <laughs> oh, he, he made me great. laugh. And then just when all the gadgets in the kitchen are going crazy and the toaster shooting toast and the ice maker <laughs> and there's a, an iron print on the back of <laughs> their Alex and Steven's yeah. shirts. Oh, that just made me laugh and laugh. And then when she said, oh, you know, I've never, uh, Karen, uh, Gina Davis said, oh, I never done a load of laundry. And uh, Mallory's like, wow, that's really weird. I can't even believe it. And Jennifer holds up this tiny <laughs> pair of pants and she goes, I can believe it. And they were Stevens. <laughs> and she goes, yeah. She goes, oh, don't worry. We'll just give them to Alex now. <laughs> I love 
I had to stop. That, that was way. so great, and I loved like they're folding laundry in the kitchen too. Like they do everything in their kitchen, right? Yeah. How many times have you ever folded laundry? None in your times. Kitchen? Like you eat and cook in there. Yeah. Like that's not where you want to have your fresh, clean clothes. No, never. <laughs> well, and then they use that cutting board too, and you never see them wipe right. it off. So what's they just on cut an onion board? on there, and now they're folding someone's underwear. Like that's a, <laughs> that's bad news. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've never folded underwear. So oh well, far. that's probably true. That's probably taboo. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. Uh, and then the last one that I wrote down that I thought was really funny, and it was when they were at the. Uh, well, there was actually two. They were Karen. They had taken Karen to the restaurant to fire her, and Karen said, "Oh, and you guys are so nice. You took me out to dinner at a wonderful medium price <laughs> restaurant." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And then Schneider comes up, and uh, they're talking to him for a minute, and he's like, oh, what'd you wear to the interview? And she said, oh, you know, my blue dress and heels. And he goes, oh, heels. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, should have been heels. <laughs> I was like, that's so random. And yeah. I just laughed. Oh, man. Oh, what about well, you? What else did you see that was There was just a laugh? bunch more with, like, Karen's shenanigans. Like, what? Well, Stephen comes home and asks Alex how the day went, and he says, "Well, she broke. She only broke the blender, the vacuum, and the TV." She, and then Stephen's like, "Oh, she's getting better." <laughs> and uh, there's a part where like they're in the kitchen, they're discussing, you know, what they got to do, and the toaster shoots toast across the room. And later on, Stephen picks it up yeah. and says, "If this was a pop tart, we'd be dead now." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome! I love pop tarts too. I do too. Wait, frosted, right? Oh, of course. Yes, okay. Don't be a monster. I don't know. Why do they even bother still making them without frosting? Oh, I'm going to be healthy. I'm not going to put this, you know, 100 calories of frosting on it. Yeah. Come on. If you're already eating a Pop-Tart, you might as well go the extra mile. Like this, who are you <laughs> right? kidding? You might as well point? make it taste good. Yeah. <laughs> so do you ever, when they come out of the toaster, do you ever put butter on them just to, you know, melt a little butter on it? I mean, really make them good? I definitely have done that. I don't always do that. But sure. it is a thing that I am, you know, happy to do. But it's also, you know, like just slathering on extra calories. Sure. You know, yeah. I don't get Pop-Tarts you, that often anyway. But, you know, when I do, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> do you, like, what's your favorite way to eat them? Do you just eat them cold? Do you always toast them? I mean, I, probably the most frequent way I eat them is cold. Just because, like, yeah. when you're in the mood for a Pop-Tart and you're like, ah, I'll just go, I want to go eat a Pop-Tart. You know, I don't want to sit around and wait for it to cook. But... Exactly. When they're hot and fresh, is probably the best, you know. And I'm uh, like a toaster oven guy. We don't even have like a pop-up toaster. Oh, what? Yeah, it's all toaster oven. That's the way to go. Well, no wonder you don't like to do it because then it takes so long. Yeah, but it's the best because then you don't have to spread butter on it afterwards. You put the butter on in the toaster. <laughs> none of this, Well, that's true. None of this after buttering. See, I save a whole step there. But you can also toaster it, butter it, and then you're done way before the toaster oven even got warm. No, our toaster oven is fast, and it's the best. You can do, like, garlic bread in there. You can do anything in there. It's the, oh, I love, our toaster oven is the best. We used to have a pop-up toaster, and then when it broke once upon a time, we're like, why bother? We've got a toaster oven. We have a toaster oven, and I think it's still in the cupboard. Oh, really? Yeah, we don't ever use it. It's so much easier to clean out, too. Yeah, I just grab the toaster and turn it upside down. Well, I mean that works, but it's I don't know. I I, I am a diehard toaster oven fan, and you know, growing up, we never had a toaster oven. It was always pop up toaster. But Janelle introduced it to me when we got married, and I've never looked back. 
You, <laughs> one of the best things she ever introduced you to. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Not to mention, like the slice, the size of the slice that you can put in there, it's very limiting. If you slice a bagel wrong and you don't get it just right, it's not going to go in that toaster. Well, we do have the extra white slots on ours, so we're not that uh, picky. All right, I suppose so. But still, I could put anything in our toaster oven. And if it's even bigger, I can pop off one of the shelves and I can get it double high. Uh, you just uh, roll your pizza all the way up and around and kind of sure. over the top there? You can, you can put anything <laughs> in a toaster oven. Pizza, no problem. Bagels. Do you ever put pizza in the toaster oven? I mean, that's probably more of a you know microwave thing for me, but still, <laughs> you could. It would make it yeah, more crispy, you know, if you wanted to. Yeah. All right, and this has been toaster talk. Oh, it's it's toaster talk. All right. It turns out you're the toast of the town. <laughs> well, as long as you don't overcook it, and then it gets burnt. <laughs> Nobody so likes I kinda that. I kind of like burnt toast. Really. I do. And I like burnt popcorn, too. Oh, no. I'm a monster. See, I wind up getting that because if we make, you know, popcorn and there's the burnt part, I feel bad and make, I don't make the kids eat it, so I wind up getting the burnt part, you know? But Mm -hmm. not because I prefer it. It's just more, you know, it's my duty as a dad to give my kids the the best parts, you know? The very best. (laughs) Yeah. No, and I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, I want the the popcorn to catch fire and whatever's just the little charred remains. I'm not eating that part, but, you know, the popcorn is in the microwave for an extra 30 seconds and it probably should have come out. Yeah, You're that's okay one with of my that. favorite bags. Huh. Oh, yeah. But once you burn popcorn, that smell like never goes away in your house. Like that's the... No. That smell lingers longer than anything else, I think. That is true. That is true. Hmm. But at least it tasted good. Well, that's true. <laughs> it's good though. <laughs> yep. Sha la la la. I had one other thing I wrote down that just the whole like had kind of a running gag with it that just cracked me up when Alex is trying to explain to Steven or trying to like make his case that she's you know a worthwhile hire that they should keep carrying around and he's he's like Steven's like well does she have experience and and uh alex says dad she doesn't have experience in the literal sense as jean paul (laughs) sartre said isn't the act of being alive the act of suffering through life isn't that the best type of experience for a housekeeper (laughs) and then later when they're at the restaurant and uh and our friend the uh What's his name again? Schneider. Schneider. <laughs> Schneider. Schneider is the is the waiter, and he comes and they're talking about you know whether or not he could have been hired, and he she said he, she didn't have any experience at all, and he says, well, you know what John Paul Sartre says about experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yeah. I actually wrote down in the literal, you know, no experience in the literal sense. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's just good, and that's deep. I suppose for uh. listeners who don't know. Jean-Paul Sartre is a uh, a famous philosopher. True. Which, you know, I mean, that's pretty much what I know about him, so... Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing if you had anything else, but uh, I'll second what you said. Yeah, I mean, I basically know his name because Monty Python has a lot of gags about philosophers throughout their various, you know, projects, so... And he, he has a silent E at the end. Yeah. I think he's yeah. French. Let's see. He's Ooh. from Paris, France, yes. Okay, yes. He died in 1980, so he's around, you know, during the 20th century. Okay. And uh, his famous work, um, he got a Nobel Prize for, uh, I don't know, something he did. So there you go. 
All right. Well, that's Sartre. a lot of great information. <laughs> he wrote a book called Being in Nothingness. <laughs> oh, wow. Sounds like a real page turner. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bunch of just blank pages, too, as you were going through. <laughs> Sometimes there's words. Other times it's just blank. It just says this page intentionally left blank. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be with a nothingness. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh. And then one, one <laughs> final one that I did write down that uh, Max Schneider said. Again, he had so many great lines. During the interview, they asked Stephen Aston, how are you with children? <laughs> and he says, great. I've got kids all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of experience, at least in one aspect. Man, they were so, just, it was great. This is a really great episode. It was. It was so quick, though. I wish it would have been twice as long. Well, it is twice as much Gina Davis we know now, so... (laughs) I gotta have more Gina Davis. Sha-la-la-la! Was there a moral to this episode? Yes. I mean, you have to be just like Karen and chase your dreams, and then when the going gets tough, don't give up. Keep pushing. Even if you're terrible at it? No, no. That just means that you have to redouble your efforts and work harder. (laughs) That's good. I mean, that ice maker never worked that hard before, and now it's doing things that it shouldn't be capable of (laughs) doing. That's right. And, you know, even though they were upset about the table, they wound up using it throughout the rest of the episode. (laughs) It still worked. (laughs) They put flowers on it so you could just watch the flowers wobble. (laughs) Steven comes in and drops his book onto it, or his, like, you know, what do you call Mm -hmm. that? Billfold? Uh, briefcase Yeah, thing. whatever that is. Yeah. He drops yeah. it like all the way down to the table and it smacks on there. It's, you know, they just kind of adapted <laughs> to it. They made it work. I liked that it still had feet on the bottom of it as they were bringing it in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so she was able to cut the middle out. <laughs> and yet it still wobbled. And then Mallory had to jump in like she was going to help move that thing. And she literally was just like touching it and walking in with it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mallory. <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. Thanks. Oh, that was funny. It was a great episode. Oh, so good. Sha-la-la-la! Well, hey, speaking of great episodes, uh, I did do another podcast with one of our mutual friends, John. That's right. And I just wanted to throw it out there in case anybody who listens to us is also a fan of baseball. John and his brother Mike do a show called The Super Halo Bros., and it's all about Angels baseball. And I, Mike was gone this week, and so I did a guest spot with uh, John on it. So, And you talk about Halo. See, I was confused, because when you said Super Halo Bros, I was assuming it was an Xbox or a first-person shooter type podcast. But why is it Halo? Because it's the Angels baseball team. And, they and have... so when the Angels win, they light up the Halo. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I was, so it was a fun show, and uh, it seems like it's getting a lot of good traction, and uh, they're part of a group called Around the Diamond, and they are the official podcast for Around the Diamond for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah you used yeah. to do a, a show with John. Yes. Are those episodes still around? Can you still like listen to So this? here's the funny thing. John and I were talking about it, and he went on archive.com, and he found them, or .org, I think. Yeah. And so he sent me the link form, and so I started listening to our very first episode, and it was terrible. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. But yes. Yeah, well, 
In fact, there's even an episode or two, I think, with uh, you and uh, Brendo. That's right. I think at least two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we had that one and then the we lost all the audio? Yeah. And then I think, didn't we just record again? Yes. We literally just started again. I think we finished at like two or three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, and that's partly on us, you know, where our our little traveling band makes every podcast like triple length, you know. So <laughs> I think you guys are going for I just twenty minutes. We had a and ton we, of fun. It was great. It was a lot of fun. So um, yeah. So I was looking to see he had sent me the link, and I can't remember. I looked at the date and thought, oh, I'm going to remember this, and then I forgot. So was it John and Keith, our friends? Is that what's uh, called? No, the Keith and John are best friends. That's show. it. Oh, sorry, it's been so long. Yeah, I knew no, that we both had friends in our podcast name. So, <laughs> yep, yeah. Our first episode was May seventh. No, April. Tw- no, that was season two. Never mind. I'm telling you the wrong dates. <laughs> episode one, the premiere, was October sixth, twenty fourteen. Wow, like almost so eight years ago. Yeah. yeah, so that was fun. I'll uh, listen through some of that just to to laugh. Yeah, that's great. Well, check out the baseball show. Uh, tell us the name of it one more time. Uh, the Super Halo Bros. Super Halo Bros. Check out the Super Halo Bros. Yep. And it's on all the different podcast sources. Nice. And yours is the most recent episode if people are looking for you? Yes. There'll be a new episode that'll drop. Um, well, actually, it'll drop before this episode probably comes out. So I'll be the, I think it was episode 12. Okay. Nice. I'm just going to say it's episode 12 because I feel like that's that's right. Well, speaking of podcast crossovers and other things like that while we're announcing things we recently did a cool thing with the mandarian orange show which is my podcast i do with my wife janelle we did our first ever live stream um we did through facebook and uh the video will be up on youtube by by well by the time this airs uh, this goes out. It'll be up on YouTube as well, so you can check it out there. But we did a crossover with a podcast called the Alan Smithy Film Review, and um, we did like a little sort of like a it wasn't really movie trivia, but like a movie game where you had to like name movies and stuff, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. And um, you should definitely check it out. You can find it on the Mandarin Orange Show Facebook page. Is probably the easiest way to find it. But you can also just Mandarin Orange Show on YouTube is easy to, way to look for it as well. And our plan is to do some crossovers with other shows, and at some point, we need to do a crossover with Alex B. Keaton as my friend, meaning we got to get Keith on there. So, this is in nice. the works here. Um, oh, me and Janelle, we're going to put you in the middle. This is great. Well, this is what that's what we kind of <laughs> did, because Ben is like a, a movie fanatic, and so Janelle kind of hosted the game, and she like kind of did some of the performance part of the game. You have to watch it to see. And then Ben and I went head to head to see who really knows movies the most. And I won't spoil it, but it's pretty oh, fun. Oh, but how how did you do? Did you do pretty good or really? I mean, good? I think that I you know I I was pleased with my performance. I will okay. say that during the pre-show we practiced on the like the practice rounds, you know, so that we all knew like how the game worked and stuff. And uh-huh. I did better then. Okay. Than I did during the actual show. That's all I'll say. Okay, but so you put a hot mic in front of you and you uh, you panicked. All of a sudden, I fell apart. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. I I'm gonna check that out. It's it's a lot of fun. You definitely should. And we're gonna have to schedule a time when we can have you do it because we're gonna start doing them at least once a month. We're gonna do a, a live show with that. So perfect. And if you do like a trivia game, like with movies and whatnot, I'll lose every time because I can't remember anything. <laughs> Well, we'll have to find like a good thing that we could 
compete on. It doesn't have to be a game. It could just be chatting and whatever, but we thought it'd be fun to do it as a game for that one. So Yeah, no, that I definitely... mean, if it's like construction or chairs, <laughs> you would definitely beat me on it. Yes! Or anything to do with sports in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Definitely. All right. So, you know, I don't know. We'll have to find something that we could, you know, be evenly matched on. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be indie Christian rock or... No. <laughs> no, probably not. That wouldn't be very fair. Well, you would crush me. Yeah, I mean, I would. It's just true. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. We all have our own uh, areas here. We'll think of something. How are you on Seinfeld trivia? Terrible. <laughs> All right. I can never get anyone to play my Seinfeld trivia games. So. Yeah, I've seen quite a few episodes, but uh, I'm not so good at it. Someday I'll find someone that'll compete with me on that. You know, over Christmas, we played the 90s um, Trivial Pursuit game. It was really hard. And I was alive for the 90s. <laughs> Trivial Pursuit is always hard. I mean, they don't make that easy. Well, I feel like, you know, the Disney one was pretty easy. Well, yeah, I mean... Disney always kind of makes them easier. Not just that, but any... Yeah. Like, our the Disney uh, scene it that we've got is very... It's fun, but it's very easy. Okay. All right. Well, I, I thought maybe we need to get the 2000s version. Maybe I'll remember more for the 2000s, because the 90s, I thought, well, I got this. Well, it's possible that... But, you know, they also have questions about, like... I don't know, whoever the Secretary of State is or something like that. Yes. That, I don't know, from any decade, in, you know. In other countries. <laughs> yeah, That exactly. really makes it more difficult. Sha-la-la-la! Well, I think that is going to just about do it for this episode, Keith. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you. It was great. I'm glad we're back. Thank you for being here again. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, it just, I'm super glad that we're here again. Feels like it's been yes, a long time. Yes, me too. It does. I mean, it has been a little bit longer than we thought it would be, but but we're back now. Yeah. Hey, if somebody wanted to email in, where would they email us? That's a fantastic question. For you, dear listeners, to get a hold of us, it's very easy. You can always write to us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com, or you can also go to our Facebook page, the Alex B. Keaton is My Friend Facebook page, and you can use the uh, message thing there on Facebook and get a hold of us that way as well. Sweet. That sounds like a good way to get a hold of us and tell us what you think about Gina Davis. It sure does. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Keith, once again for co-hosting. Thank you. And we'll be back again next week with another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do? Without us, what would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby?